0: This morning, that you know, even that um, that pastor's welcome, you know, that, that, that he, part of that, it was he, he started to talk about salvation, about being saved, and and it's quite fascinating that you know when 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 I looked at in the Bible about salvation, we we don't really know what salvation is, do we? God of our salvation, what does it mean? He saves us. <laughs> Wow, that's that's really good. Hope hope he saves us. Well, you've got another term to say. (laughs) I know he saved us. So that's important. The scripture message today is God is the God of our salvation. And don't worry, I'll tell you what salvation actually means. No, I'll tell you quickly. It's so simple. God will deliver us. God will keep us and protect us from this world that's what his salvation and throughout the old testament they said it's God of our salvation they cried out to God of our salvation so i'm going to start this morning with with um, a priestly blessing numbers and i'm going to i'll be using my bible today because Why am I going to be using my Bible? Why do you think I haven't got all the scriptures down? Hallelujah, Ben. I woke up this morning. Well, I didn't wake up. I've been awake for quite a number of hours already this morning. Praise God. And um, and I I did my sermon. Started it last week. And I, I did it on Saturday. Did it on Saturday. And yet whilst Linda was um, performing um, something else came in my head and I couldn't get to sleep and so when I got up this morning um, I've scribbled some notes and this is what we're doing but praise God and I felt really happy <laughs> yeah, I know some of you will some of you don't understand this some of you will, will read for weeks to get a Sunday sermon you know, and you don't understand but one day I promise you You'll just wake up and God will just roll the things out and you'll just have to, you'll just have to go and preach what he says. So honestly, this is God. So this is so important to you. This is how God works. It's not about study, 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 study and, and got every little word in its right place and the full stop's in the right place. It's not. It's what God fills you and God, God will then, then, then preach through you rather than you trying to preach through God. Hallelujah, have you got that? Okay, so it's, it's Numbers and it's uh, verse uh, chapter 6. And I'm going to read from 22 to 27. It's called the Priestly Blessing. They put a heading there. They, they, so they, some of these Bibles put headings. And when they put headings, they're not in the original Bible. It's, it's, they're just to help us, all right? <laughs> they're just to help us. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless your children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace." So they shall be put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. So that was the priest. Well, who's our priest today? Jesus Jesus Christ is our high priest today. I I am not a priest. I am a pastor. I know you could argue semantics, but a pastor is the shepherd today. Okay, the priest was the priest. He was the mouthpiece of God and he did everything. He, he, he followed the instructions to the dot of what God asked him to do. So this is a priestly blessing. And the Jews actually greet each other with this when they see each other. So that is is, is so important. And so I I, I turned... I turned to Psalm, Psalm 80 next. And Psalm 80 um, was, was one of those readings that I had. And I thought, wow, I've seen this somewhere. And, and I went to Psalm 80. I thought, this is amazing. Because this is, this, the, the Psalms in, around here were written by Asaph. Ever, anyone heard of Asaph? <laughs> anyone heard of Asaph? No! No! Norma, it's all right. this is not, don't forget, if we don't know what it is, it's brilliant, God's going to teach us something, it's the opposite of our human, oh I should know this, no you shouldn't, when you don't know, you don't know, you can only know the things that you know, so when you know the things that you don't know, and you learn them, you know them, so then you don't know you didn't know them in the first place, because you know them. Have you got that? Have you got that? No, I'm Great. I'm glad. I'm glad. So, so, oh, I can see your faces when I ask you a question. It's okay. I didn't know. So, what did I do? I went to look to see who Asaph was. Asaph, Asaph, was a Levite appointed by David to minister before the Ark of the Covenant in Jerusalem. So, you remember, when we went back, and all those, men, all they were all dancing and everything. Asaph would have been one of those, and he was looking after the Ark. Asaph was among those who led the people. In celebration and song, that's in 1 Chronicles 16, 1 to 36, if you want to look at it. Note the psalm. He was faithful and obedient to the law. He had a pure heart and innocent hands. But there was a time when he could not perceive the goodness of God. We all go through that sometimes. We all have our doubt, don't we? We all have our doubt, is God really there and all the rest of it? and What's going on at this moment? And, oh, what's all this? And some people collapse in that pressure. Instead of giving it to God. At that point of pain and pressure, problems of life bothered him so terribly, it created resentment in his heart. Isn't that amazing? So don't listen, listen to what God, this is things about God that it is, you know. So it does, we feel resentful sometimes. We still get the same feelings of every other human being. It's what we do with them is the most important thing even Asaph become close to slipping off the foundation of his faith and see things that did not make sense and such as the ungodly ungodly apparently being blessed more than the godly has that happened today? it's amazing isn't it? Around and, and seeing it, and he's seen that, it didn't, to him it didn't make much sense. He was worshipping God and he was praising God and he was doing the things of God. I'm a Levite priest and I'm doing all this. And yet we seem to be suffering here and they're not. And I, I, I can fully understand that. I've, I've had that prayer many times. But what happened when he went back into the sanctuary and said, I've got to go back to God and then remembered all the things, the promises and everything else of God, his mind changed and began to praise the Lord again. We can get stuck in that. We can get stuck in that, 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 that moment in time. And so Psalm 80 is one of these, one of these psalms that Asaph um, wrote. And this was a testimony of Asaph. And, I, and I, I feel that this, this psalm was one of those psalms when he was going through that bad time. Because of the way that, 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 he's, written, that he's written it. Oh, give ear, O oh shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubim and shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin and Manasseh, the tribes of Israel. Stir up your strength and come and save us. That was his cry, you know, and I could understand now, I, I felt a little bit like that Friday afternoon. <laughs> oh God, wow, what's going on? Get rid of all this. She's just doing my head in. You know, my, I was crying on the, <laughs> somebody says, what's wrong? And I said, I said, everything. Because <laughs> that's what I actually felt like. It was quite fascinating. But this is what he said, verse 3, restore us. Restore us, oh God! And you know, I know we should have read this on the train because I would have gone, Ah, restore me, God! You know, restore us. Cause your face to shine, shine, shine on who? On me. Cause your face to shine on me, and we shall be saved. So whatever we're going through, no matter where it is, you know, he he all of a sudden realises he's got to cry out to the one, not take all the stuff in his own head and mess around with it. He's got to take it to the one that can help him. And we shall be saved. And off he went. I'm only going to read a bit more, then I'm going to read the, 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 the restoration ones. O Lord of hosts, how long will you be angry against the prayer of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in great measure. You have made us strife to our neighbors, made us strive to our neighbors. Our enemies laugh among themselves. And he cries out again, Restore us. O God of hosts, cause your face to shine. And we shall be saved. Verse 14. Return, we beseech we- we you, O God of hosts. Look down from heaven and see and visit this vine. The vine was another word for Israel. But right at the end he starts again. Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand. That's the power of God. Upon the Son of Man who you have made strong for yourself. He's even talking about Jesus then. It's amazing. Then we will not turn back from you. Revive us and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O Lord of God of hosts. Cause your face to shine and we shall be saved. And so no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, our God is still the God of love. And he loves you. He loves me. He loves his creation. And he loves, listen to this, he loves even more those ones who love him and show him their love. So he wants to restore us. He wants to restore everyone that we know. He's, 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 he's trying all the time to get, to get me to, to get people to him. Not to me. To get people to look at him, to, to, to see what he's asking us to do. Not, 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 not for me, but for them. For you, it's the same as, 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 that, as that God puts people in my life and, 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 and give me some encouragement or instruction or reproof or reprimand. You know, it's for me, it's because he loves me and he wants the best for me. And that, that's that that's salvation to, 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 to take me out of where I am and put me back on the right path. And we all slip, we all slip off it. And of course, we know that that no matter what we think about people and what they've done, God is still trying to draw them to him. Even the pedophile. And to us, he's horrific. But that's a love that he has for every single one of us. No No matter where you are. No matter what you've done. No matter what you think. I want. To shower you're in love and that is that is just amazing remember Jesus on the cross when he said you know father father why have thou forsaken me And, and he forsook him because he had to move out he had to move out the flesh because Jesus was taking every sin of the world and you've heard me say this many times you know if no one else sinned but you or me, one of us, he still would have had to go on the cross for you. That's how personal it really is. It's not about, oh, all these other people. It's about us and what God wants for us. And even that garden of Gethsemane, he said, take this cup away from me. He said, but oh, not my will, your will. And, you know, we're willful. We are willful. We'll do what this flesh... This flesh is... is, is, It's an amazing battle. I I, I actually laugh now at myself. (laughs) You know, not anyone else they probably, you probably won't think it's funny but I laugh at myself of how much I've read where I've been how many people have been saved all the miracles we've seen every, everything we've done and thousands of people being saved and, and I mess up just the same as anyone else <laughs> it doesn't matter does it God my flesh is still my flesh Amen you know and that's why I have to just cry out like everyone else Father revive me today This morning, I promise you, when I was reading some of this stuff just before I came, I was going, yeah, Father, you better revive me because I don't feel revived this morning. You better give me some strength. You better give me some word. You better give me some spirit. You better just make sure, Father, that, you know, that, you know. And, And my wife said, isn't it amazing, Mark? He said, no matter what we do, he said, like, you know, that... We can take God for granted. He tells me he's going to be here. He tells me he's going to speak through me. He tells me all those. Those are all the promises. But but I will not take God for granted. I will not take God for granted. I will put the effort in. Even when I don't want to put the effort in. I'd rather watch the football. And I have to, and that's not against David, <laughs> Leslie, so don't, don't, Ben's just as bad. So, and, and I'm just probably worse, but not, no, no. It doesn't matter. It's just a great, simple example, isn't it, of how we spend our time, you know. And so, you know, Father, not my will. Father, help me to have your will, Father. For the Father, our life is but a vapour. And you know, we look at look, Father, we never know what's going to happen. Got those two people, father, that were helping. Those people who had been to prison to, to, to try to get a better life, and the person that was there killed them. Incredible, yeah? How evil is that? And our father said, Not my will. You know when people say to me that when, when anyone says to me, I'm too busy, I know it's a lie they are lying everyone makes their time to do what they want to do and and it's hard it's hard isn't it it's hard but they do they do Oh, well, I've got to work, I've got to do this, I'm too busy, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. You know, and, and, and I look at people when they're telling me, and I'm going, yes, that's right. I've got all the time in the world. I don't have to do anything. But I make sure to get up early and, and do what I've got to do. Yeah. And, you, and no matter what time it is, we've got to be able to organise our time. I know how busy people are that I know. I know what they're going through. You know, I ran two businesses. I ran two businesses. I travelled the world between 12 and 20 weeks a year. When I was home, I'd preach every Sunday, and I'd teach twice in the twice, Saturdays, all day teaching, all across the country. I'd go and preach on the streets. i have preach in all the major cities in this country, on the streets. In Stockholm, Copenhagen, Kuala Lumpur. Jakarta. And even on the island of Bali. Hallelujah. Amazing. But I've still got to say. Thy will. Not my will. Be done. You know. <coughs> what is it? God wants us to have this knowledge to help us. In Hosea 6.4. The Bible tells us that my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And yet, in the New Testament, God says, Whoever lacks wisdom, whoever hasn't got the knowledge, come unto me, and I shall give it (coughs) liberally. In other words, I'll give it you. So, isn't it amazing that we've got to go to Him, though? Come unto me and I shall give it you liberally unbraideth not yes it is in James and of course we also know we also know what one of God's promises about giving us the comforter he will guide us into all truth we know what the truth is San- Sanctify them by thy truth, Jesus said. Thy word is truth. So, God's Bible is truth. So, He wants us to know this and He wants us to be sanctified, set apart from the world to be able to do the things of Christ so we can be blessed. It's up to the saved to preach this gospel. You know, those, those ones that aren't saved, they will preach a gospel. But when we know this truth, it's so important that we've got to do it. Don't forget what the, the scripture says. that Not everyone's going to listen. And yet, in the, in the parable of the sower, there were four types of soils. And yet it didn't say none of those people, soil being people... You know, people that heard it and left it. People that, that heard it a bit and got excited and did something. And, and people that heard it and did something with it. So, but, but, but what happened? But what happened is that they all did listen, but some rejected it. Okay. That's why the Bible tells us that whoever has an ear, let him hear. And some people are so blinded by the devil and what they live their life like, they do not hear at all. So it's so important we know this. But isn't it incredible? The opposite to that is why we're so blessed. Somehow, somewhere God has put us into a place that we can hear the words of God to help us get into that change. And we've got to remember the Father sent his son Jesus Christ so that he could do one job To seek and save those that are lost. And all the time, one of the most wonderful things is the Father said he's drawing all men to him. So no matter how horrific people are, no matter what state they're in, no matter where they are, no matter what they say to us, the Father is still drawing them. And do you know when we speak to them, he's also drawing them through through us, isn't that amazing, no matter what goes on, so let's not have the negatives, and of course, isn't it simple if it was pitch black now, and there was no light anywhere okay, no moon or anything absolutely pitch black, could we see where we were going, it's so simple isn't it, that is in the flesh, in the spirit, it is not being able to see who God is simple as that, they've had their complete light switched off Somehow, we have to get that light in there. And that's why he called us out of that same darkness. No matter what we think. We heard the testimonies of certain people. How massively different how people got saved. So, there's no specific angels appearing and and words from heaven and writing in the sky. No. God just, just... Gradually, some of us just all of a sudden we become Christians and we listen. You know, and even when we've been to church for 30 years, we, we, we even knew then we wasn't listening to everything. Hallelujah. But that's it, isn't it? That's, that's the way. And so it's so important that we go right back to the beginning salvation. Our salvation is that God delivers us from evil. What is the evil? Yeah, you can say Satan. Look around. What is evil? Near enough, everything. Because it's all anti-Christ. Isn't that amazing? Think of the conversation. You watch your conversations this week. You Listen to the conversations and you see how, how much goodness is in the conversation. Fascinating. Fascinating. And you hear people. I've, this week, I've, I've had, I think I've, I've had more than ever... They have no knowledge of God. And yet they say to me, I believe. I said, what do you believe in? Oh, I believe there's a God. Well, who is he? He's oh, out there somewhere. You know, I said, what, what, well, how, what, do you, what do you believe in? Do you believe you're going to heaven? Yes. I said, well, how? How can you just believe you're going to heaven? Because you believe in God. I said, let me give you a scripture. This is what it says. You believe there's one God? Yeah, yeah, no, I believe. I've told you. So they get a bit narky with me. And, and I said, well, look. Let me tell you the scripture. Even the demons believe. And they tremble. Belief on its own will not get you to heaven. Oh, well, that's you. Hallelujah. Lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. (sighs) People have told me, you know, how much they, you know, well, I believe and I say my nightly prayers and, you know, and I I read the Bible now and again and all this. And I said, so then tell me. Tell me how the Bible is telling you how? You're gonna get saved from this world, get changed, and I don't mean close. <laughs> get changed and and and, and, and 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 live a life that is gonna give you a bit more peace, a bit more joy, a bit more hope. And in the end, your hope, joy, peace, love will grow. It will grow that the more we do it. Are you saved? <sighs> People say to me, Mark, you can't ask people that. I, you, you know what, you, people have been with me, you know, Ben's been with me and I've gone, well, are you saved? And the answers we get are a right mixture of, well, uh, yes, uh, well, oh, great, tell me when you were saved then. Well, how do you know when it was Well, you're not saved? So, you, do you understand what I'm doing? You know what I've been saying. It's, it's so important that when people say they're saved, just ask them to give their testimony, as the Bible said. I mean, even Paul the Apostle gave the people his testimony when he found them Jesus Christ. And he was the one who said, this is what you've got to do. And so it's so important that we, we understand that. They don't know. And it's no good flooding them with a load of scriptures and everything else. It's, we show them love. Show them. Then we give our testimony. And we give it, you know, and I've said like, you know, it's, it's not... It's pointless spending ages about how bad a life you've had. Tell them how bad your life was. Give them the high, high points of, of the tragic circumstances, the way you lived, by all means. But the most important thing is to give them hope. Is to say, this is what's happened to me. This is what the Bible says. And this has happened to me. And since that day, I have been changing. And the Bible says you'll be transformed by the And God is transforming me. And I'm beginning to know how I've got to do this. I'm beginning to know how I've got to spend my time. I'm beginning to know how I've got to love. I'm beginning to know I've got to make decisions to put one thing out, the wrong things out, and put the good things in. And it will make me a better person. And people will see the difference in me. Some incredible scriptures on salvation, you know, when I... And I printed a few off. And I'm I'm, I'm not going to read you them all because there's 365 scriptures. One for every day of the year on salvation. So I've just tried to highlight a a few for you. It means deliverance, preservation, salvation. It means that it's not only the material things he saves us from. Because you know when you're in a house fire and you can't get out. who, Who do you think you're going to cry to save you? God, and and when the fire engine comes and doubts the fire, it escapes you. Who saved you? That's the material. That's the flesh world within. We do cry for for help, don't we, even in our flesh world. But the spiritual salvation is the eternal deliverance granted, granted immediately by God to those who accept his conditions of repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In whom alone it is obtained, and we know this because the Scripture tells us. Neither this is Acts four twelve. Neither is salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So we've got to be saved, and so we know that this, this but having this salvation, that's when God, that's when God gives us the deliverance of our spirit, of our soul, and we're on that march to heaven. It's quite, quite fascinating. And of course, the Bible tells us that we've got to confess with our mouth, Romans 10, 10 and 11, for with a heart man believes unto righteousness. He believes that God is righteous. He believes that God is right in everything he does. Amen? And with the mouth, confession is made to salvation. When, when we give our testimony of how we're saved, we're confessing God's salvation for me. And so that's how strong, that's how strong it is. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Remember when we talk about it, you know, and we feel, oh, well, I said this, and, oh, well, you know, and you feel, oh, I shouldn't have said it. No, 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 it's scripture, you've got to say. And so we're not to be, not to be ashamed. And there's, this, is the, this is the strong one about, about why we should believe in this salvation. The salvation is for everyone. Romans 1.16 says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and to the Greek and of course to all the heathen the wicked the criminals the liars the cheats were coming whatever you like it is for everyone for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith in other words we're speaking the right things of God by faith and by doing it by faith guess what he gives us faith isn't it amazing? It's so so incredible. This salvation is not just about going to heaven. It's about how we live, and every day we've got to have salvation, and every day we've got to be working. We're going to be working for our salvation and the family around us. Every single one. It is so important. And why? Why did? Why could we do? Why? Because we're trusting God. We've got to put our trust in him and not in ourselves. Ephesians 1:13, "In whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom after you believed, you were sealed with a holy spirit of promise. He sealed your salvation as long as you don't turn away. Job done. You, remember, you, know, you know when we, we watch those old films and the king gives a proclamation or you know, and he gets his gets the wax and he goes seal. Well, God puts a spiritual seal upon us. Amazing stuff. And no, so this is this is really important to us, isn't it? And and, and ben, ben talked about talked about save. Save. For the son of man is has come. To save that which were lost. And that's what he's came for. He came to deliver us, didn't he? But he also came, that protection is so important. It's not just about, you know, in the Old Testament, you remember when, 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 when remember the, everybody remember the story of Job? And when, and, when, and, when, and when God turned around and he said, what about my servant Job? You know, he looked and said, There's a man of upright, he stands upright, he's a man of, you know, that. he said, oh. And Satan said to God, It's all right for Job, you put a, a protection around him. He got his own salvation there, God had put a protection around Job. And he took it away. He took it away. And Job had the most awful time. If you, if you haven't read it, just read it the most awful time. Something that we don't even want to think about with our own families. Amen? So, 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 so important. But. He did put the protection. I said, so that also tells us, doesn't it? That God wants to put a protection. He put a protection around Job because he was an upright man. He stood for God. And even through all the hassle and the, 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 the dilemma he went through and the deaths and everything else, the loss of everything, he never once blamed God. You know, that, that really just shows you, doesn't it? How much faith did he have? Mm. Praise God, and of course, fascinating stuff, isn't it? You know, said so that even even the name of Jesus. You know, I mean, when he says, you know, he's come to seek, seek and save. But even when they went before, when he gave the name of Jesus, I mean, people, you know, and you look at it, and he goes, "And you shall bring forth a son, they shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." And of course, the, the name Jesus stands for God saves. So this is God, Ted, in the flesh, giving the instruction of what the man's got to do, and yet God called him, God saves. Because God dwelt in him fully to get mankind saved. So incredible. And so everything we look at, you know, and don't forget we have a life, don't we? Every single one of a life. And we've all got different lives. You know, people, people, that people, some people are cleverer than others. Some people are fitter than others. Some people are bigger than others. Some people are like, you know, we're all different. And yet, To God, he's no respect to we're all the same. And he wants to give every single one of us as much as we can possibly receive. And that to me is just fascinating because when people say to me, I can't, when people say to me, I can't, I, I, I could really go to town on them. And I say, That's right, you can't. But I know a man who can through you. Isn't that amazing? And that that really fills me with the Holy Ghost. No matter who we are, who we think we are, no matter how bad or poor or useless we are at anything. It's not about us. It's about that salvation of God that he does not leave us. He does not ever say, I'm just going to dump you. Whatever you've gone, wherever you are, every single day. He said, I'll bring you out of where you are. And I'll put you back on the right path. I'll put you on my rock again. So no matter what's going on, you'll know that you're going to be okay when you stay with me. And besides that, I'm going to give you more than you have ever could think of. That is a God of salvation. Not just to take us out of the mess, but to show us there's so much more we can have in life. So much more happiness, so much more peace. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Save every everyone. So that saving again, is a, it's, a, it's a wonderful word. But he but did tell us how we've got to be saved. Listen. Even Jesus cried out to God. Now is my soul troubled, said Jesus. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But as he said, for this cause I came. I came unto this hour for this cause. And you know, we're not going to die. We're not going to be put on a cross. We're not going to be persecuted like Jesus was. But we're, we're also here for this, for this hour. This is our life. This is when we have got to work with Christ in, 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 in our lives to get all those... Other things. And he, and, he, and, he did, and he did tell us that, you know, through, through Acts forty two forty, he said, with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. That's our part. That's us. That's. that, that, that better save ourselves. We can't save ourselves. But what we can do is get our mind set on saying, "Well, I've got to better stop doing this. I better stop wasting my time here. I better stop doing that." So cause then, then, I'm going to do my part in in getting my whole life into the right order, so God can give us all those other other things that He that He, that he hopes for. You know, my, my wife says to me, Mark, you, you shouldn't boast. You know, And I said, sweet, I don't boast. I try to just show people what God has has done or doing in my life. That's all I'm doing. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm trying to be what the Lord tells me to be, to be an example, not to boast. I know where I, got my, where I got my blessings from. How come I could go all across the world and leave the businesses in other people's hands? And they said to me, we don't know what's up, Mark, but we're doing really well. Was my staff. I don't know what's happened, Mark. Even with my my partner where where we work now, I remember the the once when when they were having discussions about we're doing so fantastically well. He said, And, And my partner said, I believe it's because we're supporting Mark in mission work that God has blessed this business. What? And I never knew that. salvation, wants to protect, wants to help, wants to be with us. Okay, what's the time? Right, let's just read you one little passage at the end of this. This is so important for each one of us just to get our minds straight. James 1, 21, 25. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. That's all that that. that random stuff that we do and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves for if any of a hearer of the word and not a doer he's like a man beholding his natural face in the glass and as he looks at himself and goes his way he straight away forgets what type of a man he was But who has to look into the perfect law of liberty, into God's freedom, and continues there? He's not been a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed indeed. Isn't that marvelous? So, God is the God of salvation. God is the God of salvation. God come to save us. Um, We've all been saved, um, Ted. And so, as I said, we're going to teach you what you have to do. So, you're here. And guess why you're here? Because he's got a plan for you.